Hey, listener, this is Jimmy Pardo from the award-winning podcast, Never Not Funny. You are listening to PF's Tape Recorder. Turn up! This is my tape recorder. Coming up, Kostaki Economopoulos, the biggest name in comedy. Tell us what his dream TV gig would be. In my personal opinion, those are two of the best written shows in the history of English-speaking television. We also discuss politics and uh, all things Kostaki. Also, Governor John Kasich uh, moves some jobs to Ohio. Sort of. But first, as always, fake news. Fake news with me. Last week, it was announced that WellPoint, one of the country's largest insurers, will be using IBM's supercomputer Watson. You may remember Watson from being on Jeopardy and defeating the top players in that game. Uh, Watson is going to help doctors figure out how to treat diseases. This actually will be Watson's second assignment with WellPoint. He was originally hired to figure out patients' deductibles, but crashed after only two hours. SpongeBob may cause attention learning problems. The cartoon character SpongeBob SquarePants seems to be in hot water from a study suggesting that watching just nine minutes of that program can cause short-term attention and learning problems in four-year-olds. The problems were seen in a study of 60 children randomly assigned to either watch SpongeBob or the slower-paced cartoon Caillou, or assigned to draw pictures. Immediately after these nine-minute assignments, the kids took mental function tests Those who had watched Spongebob did measurably worse than the other kids. However, the kids who watched Caillou were much whinier. You ever watch the Caillou? But I want to go into the park now. Oh, Caillou, stop whining. ABC will air newly released tapes of former First Lady Jacqueline Kennedy in a special to air later this fall. In the recordings, she dishes on JFK, LBJ, and MLK. Oddly, she only talked about people known by their initials. She also had some very strong opinions about the GOP, IBM, the NFL-AFL merger of the day, and CCR. Fogarty's vocals are hard to hear sometimes. Despite repeated assurances from the White House, the Pentagon confirmed last week that U.S. troops are on the ground in Libya. Four of them! The Pentagon says they are there to figure out how to best reopen the embassy, which was closed during the revolution, and they're going to figure out how to reopen it in post-Gaddafi Libya. Fox News broke this huge story and were calmed only when word came out that the four troops were there actually looking for weapons of mass destruction. See, they like that. Uh, Let me see. At the CNN Tea Party debate last week, Michelle Bachman accused Texas Governor Rick Perry of approving the inoculation of young women against cervical cancer in uh, Perry State of Texas, and uh, not for public health reasons, but as a payback to a drug company that gave Perry and his gubernatorial campaign $5,000. Responded Perry, if you're saying I can be bought for $5,000, I'm offended. My price is at least twice that. Sometimes you have to do the obvious ones. They're just there and you have to do them. The European Southern Observatory has just announced the discovery of more than 50 new exoplanets, or planets outside of our solar system, including 16 super-Earths. These are Earths that wear a big cape or, uh, or what, I'm not sure. But these are planets whose mass is between 1 and 10 times that of our own planet. One of these planets in particular could theoretically be home to life if conditions are right. It's called HD85512. So you, you know that seeing it crystal clear if it's an HD. 
And scientists say it's about 3.6 times the mass of the Earth. This planet is about 35 light years from Earth. And a group of scientists in the U.S. have trained radio telescopes on HD 85512 to see if any signs of intelligence may be emanating from that world. We actually have an exclusive audio sound clip, and here it is. Hello, America, and welcome to our special blind date edition of Wipeout. I'm John Anderson here with my top flight wingman, John Henson. So it turns out the answer is no. That's been fake news with me. Well, we have a lot of uh, new listeners on the podcast, uh, thanks in large part to the Jimmy Pardo episode uh, a few episodes back, and then we had picked up some international listeners because of the OMD interview, and then folks went back and listened to Andy Kindler and my friend Bob Gray and, and finding the cell phone of the uh, famous as yet unnamed celebrity. And so hopefully people are enjoying all the nonsense wrapped around with the fake news and these uh, stupid bits that I put together. But uh, we had some big news uh, here where this podcast comes from, that being Cincinnati, Ohio. Apparently a Fortune 500 company is moving its headquarters to Cincinnati. And, and that's, that's pretty huge news, except for the fact that they're only moving it one mile as right now they're across the river in Covington, Kentucky. So I don't know where you live, but um, maybe put on an international scale, something people can all understand. This is essentially like a company moving from Brooklyn to Queens, or let me see, if you're in Los Angeles, a company moving from Pasadena to Glendale. Okay, it, it just it's meaningless. It makes no difference. Yet uh, all of the news channels were just all a buzz about this company moving its headquarters from Covington to Cincinnati, and of course uh, our governor was down here from Columbus. Uh, crowing about what what a what a huge move this was, but also uh, lamenting the fact that uh, Kentucky would perhaps be losing some jobs. In the past, everybody was coming and taking our jobs out of the state, and for the first time, we're bringing jobs into the state. The only problem with that, of course, is that no one's losing a job and no one's gaining a job. Nobody's moving. The company's moving one mile. No one's going anywhere. The only people this benefits is the city of Cincinnati and the state of Ohio because they'll presumably get more uh, tax revenue, which is fine, but it also sucks for Covington because they're going to lose the same amount. So the metropolitan area as a whole, it's, it's just a big wash. It's meaningless. Now, one reporter uh, for our Channel 12, our CBS affiliate, did point out one interesting fact. The options move out of the area, stay in Kentucky or cross the river. Well, there you go. I mean, that's that's pretty important. The, the jobs at least didn't move like to Texas or to Florida or someplace like that. No offense if you live there, by the way, but, you know, they didn't go anywhere uh, like Chiquita is about to. You know, the folks that you know make the bananas that uh, that turn up in your local grocery store, they're headquartered in Cincinnati, but not for long. Uh, apparently, they're headed for Charlotte, North Carolina. But anyway, uh, instead of like, you know, going on about that, which would have been fair, would have, you know, we kept the jobs here in the tri-state, as we call it. It's, our metropolitan area is made up of Indiana, Kentucky, and Ohio. Instead of, you know, bragging about that, they're making it look like, like they've created 500 new jobs in the city of Cincinnati, and which is, nothing could be further from the truth. There's no delight in seeing jobs come from somewhere else where people lose them. Well, you can clear your conscience, Governor, because no one's losing a job. They're the same effing jobs. They're, no one's moving anywhere. No jobs are being created. Goodness gracious. Now, other news reports said that since the company is staying here, they're going to be able to ramp up their business, and they will eventually add jobs, but they would have added those jobs in Covington anyway. So, yeah, overall, you know, the, they're going to add some jobs in the tri-state, which is good, and they didn't move to Texas or Florida, 
but down the road, don't let them run any jive by you that they've created 500 jobs in the city of Cincinnati. That's just not what's happening. And I'm not even a journalist, and, and I'm pointing this out. So, I mean, I'm kind of a journalist. If you know, if you follow any of my other endeavors, if you care to Google my name, you see I, you know, I interview comedians and things like that. But you know, I'm not really a journalist. I'm like a para-journalist. You have those paralegals and paramedics. I'm a para-journalist. Anyway, let's move on to something lighter, uh, like our interview with Kostaki Economopoulos. Okay, Kostaki Economopoulos is our guest. He is, of course, the uh, biggest name in show business. And uh, are, are you still using that? That's well, it's the biggest name in comedy name because in comedy. Schwarzenegger beats me, but he might oh, not be in show business anymore. That's so true. Maybe, that's true. maybe that works. There you go. Yeah. All right. And <laughs> he's a cheater anyway in terms of how he counts letters because it takes like four, four to seven letters to make the schwa sound. It's ridiculous. Well, it's and I was going to say, and who's who's going to go and count letters? <laughs> who's, who's gonna call you on that? Right? Guys like me with their sad little slogans. There you go. Okay. Um, so, what else have you been studying lately? I know you're into current events a lot. Yeah, well, I'm excited about politics coming back. That's my that's my kind of my first love in comedy. And there's about a 14 month window where Americans really care about politics, and it's about to kick off. So all the Republican candidates are jumping in now, and it's fun for me. Palin is driving around in a bus. Like, all right. <laughs> I think Bristol was just excited about a shot at joining the eight-foot high club. <laughs> uh, so, you know, just like that, are not even really about politics, but they're yeah. fun, you know. Sure. Mitt, Rom- Mitt Romney's a front runner now, and uh, here's my issue with Mitt. How did he keeps bragging about being the uh, overseeing the Winter Olympic Games, which, first of all, nobody cares. Uh, second of yeah. all, how does he reconcile being against gay marriage but for the two-man luge? <laughs> <laughs> I submit to you that is life's gayest activity. So he's doing very well in New Hampshire, but, of course, that's the kind of place where you got to get out there and knock on doors and meet people, you know, face-to-face. Yeah. And he's a Mormon. He trained his whole life for that. It's not even yeah. fair, really. Exactly. And plus he has the name <laughs> tag so people can, you know, in case people recognize him when he answers the door. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So I've been writing jokes about that, and my kiddo is hilarious and two and a half now, and just a joy to be around. And she, we learned about uh, the crosswalk when we we happened to be in Melbourne for the comedy festival, and in oh, Australia, yeah. the yeah, the, it's, which is awesome, by the way. You got to go to Australia. The, oh, yeah. the cross the crosswalks have a little red man and a little green man, so it's very obvious. And we've discussed like waiting for the green man and whatever. So then we come back to New York, and it's a white man and an orange hand, which is already a little bit confusing. But then it's even weirder to have a two-year-old say a little too loudly on a New York street corner, "Daddy, we have to wait for the white man." <laughs> <laughs> yes, honey, the white man decides all. Let's wait for him. That is, yeah, and it was, that's the way it is. So. <laughs> used to it. Today I just finished a writing sample for a, a late night show in Canada, and I've, I've just been—I oh, cool. uh, did 15 cities in the last month, and my life's been crazy. And I'm looking Sounds tomorrow like begins like a a 10 day vacation with my daughter, where we're just going to oh, go and play cool. visit my mom and my buddies and my brother and his kids and All right. hang. So cool. I'm excited. So you're gonna step away before before uh, football hopefully ramps up, and uh, the, and of course the politics and. Yeah, all that stuff. Football and politics are back. Maybe, go. probably, Could, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> well, we've got the, the CFL and the UFL, so 
<laughs> well, sometimes these jokes write themselves. Anyway, when oh, Plaxico yeah. Burris got out of jail, he said, this is a direct quote, uh, he's, a, he's a better wide receiver now than he was when he went in. All right, all right. You don't even need a joke for some of these ones. <laughs> He, he explained that nobody in prison can throw a tight spiral. Well, yeah, all right, so he's catching a lot of bad balls. Well, maybe he should go play for the Panthers. That's how, <laughs> that's how the quarterbacking is at that team. There you go. <laughs> so, yes, I guess this will kind of impact you because are you, you're going to be doing the thing again this year where you're the, the NFL report that you do for uh, some radio stations around the country? I think so. Assuming there's NFL and assuming I'm not at some crazy 60-hour-a-week writing job, uh, I will be doing it. I've already kind of uh, reached out to a handful more markets and I'm pitching it some more to some more sports radio shows. And I, I think so. That's my plan. Cool. So a couple of factors left in, the, in my path here, but uh, I think so. Well, if the uh, Canada thing works out, you could do jokes about the CFL. <laughs> Probably a lot easier to write, How about but nobody, but nobody cares. Teams. Well, up in Canada they would. You could do it for Canadian stations. Those Rough Riders and their fans and their cowbells and their green shirts—they're all crazy. <laughs> I love the CFL. The, the Canada keeps stealing Atlanta's hockey teams. I hate them for that. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know, what are you going to do? I think, <laughs> but I think as a as a hockey fan growing up and a, a former fan of the WHA, I, it's kind of nice to see Winnipeg get. Uh, you know, their hockey team back. And, I mean, are there really that many hockey fans in Atlanta? No, apparently there aren't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and a lot of people there are probably transplants anyway, you know, and probably right. rooting for other teams. So, Right. Yeah, I'm sure that's true, actually. Yeah. In fact, I'm sure that's the only way that that, you know, sport survived in Atlanta for as long as it did. So there's a lot of Yankees floating around there. No one in the South cares about hockey at all. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I guess Nashville does okay, but... Yeah, but again, it's Nashville is one of those places that draws characters from all over. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. So it's going to be, uh, I guess, although this will probably plop uh, after the fact, but we can still talk about like you'll be performing with your wife, uh, at a, or was that last night, or I just saw it on the on the Facebook. Oh yeah, actually, the uh, the baby's mom and I did perform together at Stand Up New York. Not together, in fact. Uh, she came in late. I was one of the first comics on. She came and popped in late and did a short set. That's a pleasure. Uh, it was kind of funny to see the crowd put it together because she has a joke about the baby's last name being Economopolis. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't reference her exactly when I did my act about having a two-year-old. So you could see them kind of piece it together and go, oh. Yeah. As for, uh, for, for people that don't know, uh, Carolyn Ray and, uh, is uh, Kostaki Sweetie. And um, uh, I got that from Jesse Thorne. He says that on his podcast. I think that's great because, like, Jay Leno used to have a joke about you don't want to say, you know, love her because you're doing it right there on the floor. And then you don't want to say that uh, it's my boyfriend because that sounds like you're 16. And, you know, but uh, right. I think Jesse came up with the, with the he was talking to uh, who, the gal from The Daily Show that did the voice on Toy Story 3, um, uh, Kristen Shaw. Oh, yeah, okay. Referring to her, her. Yeah. You, you did very well at your own quiz. Yes. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> you stopped me, so it would have been a very difficult quiz for me to get. I'd like to take Mad TV cast members for 20. <laughs> <laughs> I love Kristen Shaw's great. I'm she glad is. she's having some, some yeah. big-time success. Yeah, we uh, we love her doing the voice of the, the one character in, uh, in Toy Story 3. My daughter and I think that's, she has one of, the, one of the funniest scenes. So just just certain things, you know, strike you funny, and that's just it be one of them. So. Um, so what else are you going to be uh, doing? Uh, well, you said you have the Canadian writing job, I guess. If so, if that goes through, that'll probably keep you pretty busy. 
Well, yeah, I mean these they these kind of things they talk to so many guys. So the chances uh, of of landing a job when you're t- when you're up against 300 people is slim by its uh, nature, but okay. that it, but in this case I've already done an interview and they've seen my work and I sent them a sample of the show that they're doing and okay. so I'm a little further along in the process. But you never know. I mean these things are fluky like any job. I I just assume I'm not getting it and plod forward with my, oh, with yeah, my life. Yeah. And then if I get the job that's a pleasant surprise and then we shift gears and do that. So Wow, yeah, people. we'll see. That's, they're casting a wide net, aren't they? Well, I'm I'm guessing. I know I have I have a buddy at the Daily Show, and I know when I sent a submission to them, they had 300 submissions and weren't done taking them at one mm. point. So these kinds of jobs end up having, you know, the, when the word gets out, lots of guys scribble some jokes and oh, send yeah. them in. Now, obviously, a lot of them aren't remotely qualified, but uh, that, that would but be like still, people like you're, you're wading through a big pile of characters to, yeah, to get yeah. the job. Yeah. So I just accept the nature of the of the beast and put my guts and blood into a, a sample every once in a while, and then go back to writing jokes for me. <laughs> so I guess with your interest in in sports and politics and things like that, what would be like your dream gig? Well, you know what? I got really close to a job at Bill Maher last year. Um, oh wow, that'd been cool. Yeah, Mar would be a good match for me. The Daily Show, in my personal opinion, those are two of the best written shows in the history of English-speaking television. Yes. Um, but, you know, uh, there's lots of good shows out. Uh, you know, I, I did a submission for Conan recently, and Fallon, and, you know, I'm a fan of Letterman, and Leno, for all of his faults, is still a really good monologist. You yeah, know, he, he does a lot of good jokes every night. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's some really good shows around. Kimmel, I love, and you know, I don't watch these shows as much as I used to. I have a little less time than I had, but I yeah. when I get a chance, I like the form. I like I like the jokes and the sort of tearing apart what's going on in the culture, and you know, guests and playing around and short sketches. It's a, those that, that form of show is appealing to me. So I think I'll wind up on one of those one of those shows someday, writing jokes. And uh, in the meantime, I already have the best job in the world. I get to tell my own jokes. Yeah. So, well, I guess with those, uh, with with the talk shows, I guess is, you know it's kind of a a thing that people of our generation kind of grew up with, uh, particularly like with the Tonight Show and Letterman, particularly. Sure. And so I get maybe sure. just our our minds just kind of work uh, that way. I don't know. I know a lot of young comedians around here that you know I think they. I guess their mindset's a little bit different in approaching comedy, but uh, they're still all funny guys. It's just kind of interesting to see that that dichotomy, I guess. Yeah, well, that that form speaks to me, and I'm kind of you know, I, for years I tried to be a sitcom writer, and I moved to LA to be a comedy writer just when the when the reality boom hit and all the sitcom <laughs> jobs went away. Funny is, as I grew up a little bit, I got tired of the sitcom form, and I don't really like it anymore. You have to, it has to be something different for me to really sink my teeth into it. Now. Yeah, yeah. I, I love Curb Your Enthusiasm, and I love Men of a Certain Age. There's only a few shows right now that I really love. Parenthood, you know, those kind of shows appeal to me. But the old-fashioned multi-camera shoot with an audience, yeah, it, feel, it feels tired to me. It's got to be so well done in order for it to click in my head. That's not to say it can't be done. I mean, some of the best shows in the history of television are that form. You know, uh, Seinfeld and MASH and yeah. Cheers and Taxi. Frasier and Friends. I mean, yeah. those are great shows. Everybody loves Raymond. But they're, you know, those are few and far between. you got to go through a lot of Blossom kind of crap to get Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Well, a show I that... Know, I don't know where that reference came from. <laughs> I apologize. Just, uh, well, she's, she's doing okay on uh, a Big Bang, which is uh, an okay series, although it's 
really rest on Jim Parsons. You take out Jim Parsons, and that that whole show's gone. It's very. <laughs> oh, you weighty. lost me. I got nothing on this. <laughs> well, okay, that's well, that's just a, a show I would recommend. Only the fact that it's kind of weighted really toward one character. But um, and my daughter's like Raising Hope a lot, which uh, I guess the guy that created it worked on uh, My Name Is Earl, and he was also on Yes, Dear, which is okay. And but I mean, it's an okay show. I watched some of them, and, and there's some nice jokes in it. They're just you know, it tries to be kind of silly and crazy, but they also can't resist writing just good old fashioned jokes, and and most of which work. I am good with that. I like jokes. Yeah, but yeah, like I said, like that. The, I guess the more open road of the of the talk show where you can maybe even do a skit or a remote or something like that. It is it. Uh, a lot more fun than you know the story building formula of the of the sitcom. So uh, and so, what is your sweetie up to these days? If you want to get, get caught up on her, because my daughters are big fans of hers from her work on uh, what was the uh, Sweet Life on Deck, I think. Yeah, Zach and Cody. That's funny. That's how. I, that's yeah, how. I, unfortunately, that's how I had a recurring role on that for yeah, a little yeah. while. That was really fun. Yeah, that's the uh, only way they knew who you were when I was talking to you on the football podcast last year. Like, oh, you, know, you know Helga from Sweet... It, yeah, it's, uh, it's the... It's, it, yeah, him, yeah. Oh, okay, well, that's, I got, yeah, that's cool. Well, I got a new one for you. It's uh, Phineas and Ferb. Are, are they into that yet? Or oh, they, they, totally, they, lo- they love Phineas and Ferb. Oh, well, she's the voice of the mom on that show. Oh, is she? I yeah, did not know that. Now, the mom on that show uh, is a relatively small part, but yeah, you'll yeah. recognize it when you hear it. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I've got I've got tons of those. Uh, I made DVDs for them, of um, which I probably shouldn't be saying on a podcast, but since no one's listening, it probably won't. <laughs> probably won't uh, do me any harm. But um, yeah, and uh, they love that show, too. So, boy, that voice work. There's a sweet gig, huh? That is the sweetest gig in the world. Yeah. I was... I went with Kara a couple times down. It's just, you know, she's good at it, so she makes it look easy. But, yeah. you know, she goes in, she reads a few lines, and then reads them a few different ways, and then back in the cab, back to the house where the yeah. checks show up. But that's a really good life right there. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's my backup gig, man. That's, that's why I, <laughs> I, I, I told her if the podcasts. mom on this Disney show ever gets a boyfriend, let me know. I would <laughs> love to be the voice. There you go. You can be the, you can be the pizza guy. You can be anything. Just, you know, show up, in your, show up in your sweats and knock it out, and man... It's nice. Yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, a friend of mine is making a little uh, internet animation series, and I got the voice of Doctor Frankenstein, so I got to record that. Oh, stuff. that's great! My foot in the door, man. That's my. That's gonna be like my de facto audition. <laughs> Good for you. Getting get that sent around. And, all right. What well, anything else you want to cover for the folks? Uh, what What else can I tell you? I'm 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 writing the jokes. I'm telling the jokes. I'm all over go. the country. I'm working in Minneapolis and Nashville and Indianapolis and. Uh, where else am I going? I just I just love telling jokes. I'm, I'm back in the groove lately. I'm just so enjoying it. So I'm going to go away and have a little break and recharge my batteries. And you can follow me and figure out where I am at uh, Kostaki.com. You're also on and, the Twitter. Uh, there's clips on there of me doing my thing, and there's my schedule, and you can purchase CDs and read some of my bloggy stuff, and it's all there. Cool. It's all good stuff. Thanks, man. And it's a pleasure to talk to you again. Thanks. And it's occasionally uh, you turn up on the, what you call the uh, Bob and Tom show in that old-fashioned uh, radio medium. Yes, that uh, ancient old very, system that's still around. Very popular on that. <laughs> yeah, I'll be on there next week, maybe Wednesday or so. Oh, there you go. Okay. Uh, those will yeah. be plop after that. But um, they also have a section, I know, on their website where you can like look up all the comedians that they're friends with, and it's quite an extensive list. So just type in Kostaki, and I think some stuff will come up. But probably your last uh, appearance will be on there and things like that. And Yeah, that. their site is very user-friendly. Another site that's great, I have no interest in this site you know, professionally, I mean you know, uh, monetarily, but I just think it's great, is uh, Rooftop. 
Oh, yeah, Rooftop yeah. Rooftop Comedy is a great site. You can type my name in there. They've got several great clips that are very short and funny on me and everybody else who ever did comedy, so they're great. Uh, one of my jokes actually made it on there, one I just made up on the way to the open mic. This is a little tag to another uh, joke, and this is the, la- the only time I've ever been on there. Isn't that always the case? <laughs> yes, we'll take what we can get, always. Exactly, yeah, that's true, that's true. All right, man. Well, um, oh, and I can leave you with a recommendation before uh, I forget. You were talking about the Mar Show and Daily Show. If you're out in Los Angeles currently, right? No, I'm in New York. Oh, I'm in New York. LA oh, okay. number, well, but that, I, it just it does, doesn't make any difference. If you listen to um, Jimmy Dore's podcast, uh, it's broadcast over the air on KPFK out there, but it's also a weekly podcast. It's kind of like a more of a radio version of like the Daily Show, where he comments on current events and plays clips, and it's funny stuff. Yeah, I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of his. I, yeah. I need to uh, catch up a little bit on all this new media. I, I will I will check it out. For all sure. right, man. Sounds good. Well, thanks for taking the time today. My pleasure. Thanks for inter- thanks for your interest. All we'll right, talk to Okay, bye bye. See you, man. Bye. Um, some big news here on the podcast. Um, well, lots of big news, but I'll, uh, I'm going to save the real big news for the next podcast because hopefully it'll continue to be big news. But um, Andy Hawk and the Trainwreck Endings, who you probably know from this podcast, uh, we've had a couple of their songs on here the past couple of episodes. Well, they have a brand new CD out. It just arrived in the mail today. And boy, the first thing I thought when I opened up the envelope was... How did Andy get my home address? And then I thought, wow, this is great, because I don't have to bug him anymore about sending me songs over the internets. Uh, We can just uh, pull some off of this here CD here. The CD is called Another Storyline. I haven't even listened to it yet. That's how new it is. But I wanted to put the podcast together and let you know about that. Uh, You can find out about everything uh, Andy Hawk and the Trainwreck Endings at andyhawk.com. Pretty easy, and just like it's spelled, Andy Hawk. Uh, meanwhile, uh, a guy that Andy grew up with and I grew up with, Mike Travers, who you've also heard on the podcast before, is going to favor us with one of his new numbers. Uh, it's a little twisted. It's kind of, as my friend Will might say, uh, he's wrong for that, but uh, it's pretty funny. And uh, you can email your complaints to uh, pfwilson84 at gmail.com. Meanwhile, here's Mike Travers with his song, Stepdaughter. Your Wendy has finally come at last. You look so beautiful in your long white strapless dress But I can't help remembering how it used to be You in your skimpy clothes and me shifting uncomfortably Cause you are my stepdaughter You're Except you're a whole lot harder I taught you about love and life and the good and the bad You would tell me, shut up, you're not my real dad I used to call you my butterfly every day Stop calling me by my first name 
like your mom Only 20 years younger That sounds just like a line From a Woody Allen picture And even though we had our differences I'd still like to thank you Cause every time that you were bad Oh how I'd love to spank you with the bride Here comes your deadbeat dad who you haven't seen since 1995 And of course he'll dance with you and I'll have to wait my turn Even though I provided everything and he just provided the sperm Cause I'm in love with my stepdaughter and don't know how to tell my wife Or as you like to call her your mother Mike Travers and his song, Stepdaughter. Wow, just enough time to do the credits here. Uh, the PS Tape Recorder logo was designed by Dan Cobell. Follow him at TigerDactyl on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at PF66. Like PF's Tape Recorder in Facebook, please. And uh, if you're listening on Podbean or on iTunes, either or, please leave a comment. It is so helpful. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. I'm white, I'm a Republican.